Um, just in time for your morning job. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. Or an arranged virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. We're live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. We're on a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We're on Ganga FM in Jirapa, Flow FM in Aflao, KTU Radio in Kofuidia, Dreams FM, and A1 Radio in Bogatanga. We are live on Twitter Spaces. We're on Facebook. We're on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News, as always, is sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, Frost is over 26 million CDs from mobile money customers and even more from some banks. The names cancel we receive maybe one hour ago and now three days ago. Another way is to capture your code with a CCTV camera in our office. For that, you can assess your money directly. We'll get to hear measures by the telcos and a reaction from the Bank of Ghana. Also this afternoon, we explore the disparities in the SNIT's monthly payment to pensioners as it emerges while the highest earner on the table earns over 100,000 CDs monthly. More than half also earn just 300 CDs. Somebody is bringing 500 Ghana CDs and this person is close to retirement. And even the person has been with us for 35 years. So 60% of 500 is 300 Ghana cities. But why this major disparity? You look at your payslip and you see that that payslip has only 2,000 Ghana cities as your basic salary on which SNIT is paid, and then you have 4,000 as an allowance, and then you know what your retirement is going to look like. Also in this package, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia submits his nomination forms to contest the presidential race of the NPP. I believe this is the first step of our victory in 2024 by the grace of God. This is a very important day in my life. We're live at the NPP headquarters in sports. Ghana's Black Stars expected to jet off to Madagascar later today ahead of Sunday's AFCON qualifier. And also, government moves in to repair and construct deplorable roads and potholes on the Treblow Road in the Lejokuku constituency. But road users and residents demand speed and also the use of quality materials. Uh, the contractors came on site three days ago and see what they've done. I doubt it will last. We asked them to use quality materials. So we beg the government to do as part for us. Correct as part. That's and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please do all to stay on for details.
Many thanks for your company. Let's talk about your money this afternoon. Because telcos have begun undertaking major modifications to their security systems, especially on the mobile money apps after a BOG fraud report on banks, specialized deposit-taking institutions, and payment service providers revealed mobile money scammers made away with customers' money totaling 26 million CDs from 12,166 cases in 2022 alone. Apart from the fraud on the mobile money platforms, it also revealed that... Cloned checks were the most prevalent. According to the study, all fraud reports by payment service providers in 2022 were mobile money related, totaling 27 million Ghana cities. Some recoveries were achieved as a result of this, lowering the actual loss to 26 million Ghana cities. Well, thankfully, I'm, I'm sure you're panicking, but thankfully we've been joined on the phone by Head of Financial Stability at the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Joseph Franz. We are grateful for your time here on the Midday News. So as customers listening to the findings in this particular report, all we can think about is our safety. Tell us, are we safe? Well, thank you, Mr. And good afternoon to you. Yes, we are, we are very... And the very... Dr. Franz, Dr. Franz, I plead with you uh, to reposition yourself. Um, we seem to be losing you along the line. Let's try again. Yes. Can you hear me now? It's much, much better. We can go on. Great. What I'm saying is that we are very, very safe. And the first step is what we have done uh, by telling you what is, uh, we have and what we are doing. It is very important that uh, we tell the public including yourself, what has happened and uh, what a central bank and other stakeholders are doing so that we don't bend the system to speculation. Um, already, we have uh, multiple channels where information filters to the public. We have ourselves, your channels. We have the newspapers. We have social media, which have become mega these days. And some of these channels are, you know, churning out hard truths. So what we do is to get the uh, right information, credible information to the public, and we assure the public by telling the public what we are doing and what we have done. And uh, more importantly, to get them to understand how they can protect themselves, both the regulated institutions and the customer. You know, in this day and age, uh, we are going digital. And most of most of the people that we have in our system are not technologically sad. And so they find themselves venting themselves to these miscreants, you know, to take advantage of them. So this in a nutshell, this is what we have done. We have done other things to ensure that controls are strengthened. Mm. And we also on our own way um, try to get data to share with uh, persons on the um, a need to know basis. So yes, so much is being done. There are problems though, and um, some difficulties because uh, you have to pray within the ambit of the law. There are data protection issues, and and so on. And then data is sensitive, uh, determined depending on where you are going with it. Okay. Whether gathering or if it's been shared, then that is something that you can share. And so it's, so 
so much is being done. Well, Dr. Franz, um, really, um, with this, the, the figures that we're seeing, up to 33 million Ghana cities stolen amongst others, are you not of the view or don't you agree with those who would say that this will affect the already dwindling trust in the financial system? On the, on the contrary, we, we think that, like I said, um, it's, it's better the uh, than to out for persons to speculate. So some of the information, are dealing with people, you are dealing with persons and so forth. So you don't leave some of these things to chance for people to speculate, speculating uh, based on uh, data which is uh, not there or data which has been, you know, tweaked and so on. So we get you the information, the right information, and they tell you uh, what we have done or what we are doing to ensure that uh, this thing is carried. Okay, and but are there, any, the are there any specific actions also to be taken beyond the publishing of this report? We do so much. Okay. Uh, it's not just the publishing of the reports. Uh, before we get to publishing of the reports, ongoing basis, there are structures that we have put in place uh, uh, to handle these things. But I always say that um, you are dealing with stakeholders, and that uh, both of them are, you, you can't handle them. So okay. It's better you educate the public to do the right thing than to leave them, for them to uh, group in the dark and invent themselves. So right, asking them with the right information or empowering them with the right information, we think it's it's uh, better than just leave it But we are concerned as customers, Dr. Franz, that um, there are those who are supposed to be in charge of our monies that we give to them. And if it is not protected, we are hoping that the BOG will take some sanctions. Is that not the case? So, like, what I'm saying is that, yes, I'm protecting your money, or the institutions are protecting your money. But then you also have a role to play. And uh, if you don't know what role you are to play, if you don't know what role you are to play, then you compromise the system. So the most important thing is to educate you on what role, your role, your your your, your side of uh, your role okay. that you have to play. And once you get that right, then we are ready to go with a very a good system to protect. Okay, we're grateful. We'll leave it here for now. And that's Head of Financial Stability at the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Joseph Franz. You ought to be vigilant as customers as well. Well, a repented mobile money scammer reviews their modus operandi. He spoke on our sister station, Asempire FM. Yeah, gang, your dorsum. Into your microphone in view, your mom is cast on Monkoya merchant. Oh, we are gang. We have planted people as mobile money agents or merchants, so we are able to capture your contact details when you transact with number one. Oh, Sikanus or the city no one. Oh, indeed, that's the only way we now compare Obetra. We have a code that can review all your registration information, including your ID number. So after the day's work, we assess the log and start calling the numbers, having in mind the amount in your account with the aim to get your code. Maybe one hour ago. Another way is to capture your code with a CCTV camera in our office or get someone to overlook your shoulders for the code. For that, you can assess your money directly. The camera na capture. You see on our number or code or ID number. So into umboyen frail, you be cash you see on the street. 
Well, the telcos have started taking steps to educate customers while boosting the security of their systems. Dr. Ken Ashibe is CEO of the Ghana Telecoms Chamber. Arrested. So it's one of the things that now we are having to educate people about that. Do not allow any stranger to just, you know, use your biometrics to register a card. It is going to be your name. It's going to be your data that is under all of that. So in terms of the security of the platform, so constantly when reports are done, the good thing is that it's digital. So you'll be able to find and fish out if there's an agent in there which is, who is complicit or who is part of the case, and then you'll be able to take them out. You know, so uh, on a constant basis, you are, you are looking up for those, those things that would happen. That's uh, Dr. Ken Ashibe. He's a CEO of the Ghana Telecoms Chamber. Now, the highest earner on the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, SNIT's monthly pension payment, was credited to his account, and it was over 100,000 CDs today. But over 50% of pensioners will only receive 300 CDs. The huge discrepancy relates to the level of contribution made by individuals whilst in active income generation activity. Director General of SNIT, Dr. John Oforitinkran, says the amount of income one makes ultimately determines the amount that forms a 13.5% premium SNIT is mandated to collect. If I tell you that today the person who is going to be paid the highest pension that was not somebody who was working for some company or whatever but the person was a businessman that is the person who is going to be paid the highest pension today. Of how much? Publish it. 40, uh, way more than that. Way more than that. Over 100,000 Ghana cities, right? Let's go uh, to an month. individual. Let's go into an individual. Because you came to insure his messages whilst you were coming with your bicycle. So, I mean, it's as simple as that. Don't begrudge him for having that. But that person was self employed. If I'm telling you that somebody is bringing 500 Ghana cities in April, and this person is close to retirement, maybe let's say the person is retiring this year. And even the person has been with us for 35 years, he's entitled to 60%, correct? So 60% of 500 mm. is 300 Ghana cities. Yeah. So if the person gets 300 Ghana cities, would you say that Smith has cheated the person 300 Ghana cities per month to the increase until death? So it, it, and for those who brought 400, 60% of 400 is 240 Ghana cities, right? Yeah. 6424. Yeah. Yeah. So we know that SNET pays on a monthly basis over 300 million CDs to pensioners. But Dr. John Ofuritinkran says SNET is in the process of amending the law that allows employers to only pay pensions on basic salary. The law that we operate under currently, unfortunately, says that employers are obligated to pay uh, pensions on basic salary. Okay. And so that gives room for people to do all kinds of gymnastics mm. as to what is basic, yeah. you know, but rather than your total remuneration. And I think that is something that uh, has to change. And, and we at Senate have, have been thinking... Have you made any proposal? Yeah, we are, we, we, we are working on possible amendments to our act. What you are going to get will depend on what you came to ensure. So if you are working for an employer and you look at your payslip and you see that that payslip has only 2,000 Ghana cities as your basic salary on which SNIT is paid. You can see it on your payslip. Yeah. And then you have 4,000 as a allowance and the car allowance and this as a yes, house allowance and all of that, salary. all those things. Then, you know, you know what your retirement is going to look like. But what we are doing right now is that we are encouraging employee, employers and employees alike 
to dialogue mm -hmm. and make sure that they come and ensure their full earnings. That's Dr. John Oforitinkran. He's the um, executive director of the Social Security and National Insurance Trust. Snet there speaking to my colleague. George Riafi on PM Express Business Edition. It's available. You can listen to that interview also on myjoyonline.com. Now, let's turn our attention to politics. And Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia has become the second presidential candidate to file his nomination to contest the flag bearership of the governing NPP. And uh, he's among the 10 other aspirants to file nomination. That's a second after former trades and industry minister Alan Kujutche Manting who filed this earlier this week. Speaking to join you, some of his supporters of the NPP say they believe in his competence to manage the country. I'm supporting Dr. Baumia because Dr. Baumia in 2018 when I had the kidney transplant came into my rescue. He paid for my every bill that was on me and even took me to India for a kidney transplant. Subsequently when I returned he still pays for my medication. medication. Is, it because, is it because he has helped you personally that's why you're supporting him? Fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's bring in my colleague Samuel Imbru of our political desk. He's been at the NPP headquarters all morning for that filing of nomination. Now, Imbru, tell us more on what's happening at the NPP headquarters. We know that Baumia has been speaking amongst others. Tell us. At the moment, he's done addressing the party supporters and delegates who came from all parts of the country to support him. Uh, he also came in the company of some majority MPs, about 122 of them. They were led by the majority chief whip. Uh, Mr. Anodompre, and I also saw Howard Pumsin, the Minister for Fisheries and Aquaculture, and among others. Uh, he has been saying that he is not new in the party, and uh, he knows uh, the uh, rank and file of the party, and given the mandate, he'll be the one to take them to the next elections and maintain power for the party. He says the journey has not been an easy one, but they will surely win. I believe this is the first step to our victory in 2024 by the grace of God. This is a very important day in my life. From Sakasaka Primary School in Tamale to Tamale Secondary School to Oxford University to the Bank of Ghana as Deputy Governor and then become Vice President of the Republic taking a lot of hard work, discipline, and patience to get here. I have walked to school growing up in Moshizongo in Tamale. I have been a by-day worker on farms during holidays in secondary school. I have been a warehouse boy even after finishing university. I have been a mini-cab driver. 
Well, that's uh, Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia in that speech after filing his nomination at the NPP headquarters. Let me take you to Parliament now, where the anti-gay bill, uh, currently before Parliament, has suffered a major setback with Parliament deciding that it will slow down on taking any decision on the bill. The private members bill being sponsored by some George and other MPs has been hit by two suits, one in the High Court and the other in the Supreme Court. Well, the first Deputy Speaker, uh, Joseph Osewusu, says due to the dependency of these actions, the Speaker himself will have to sanction any progress on the bill. We'll hear from him. But listen to the MP for Ningu Pram Pram, a sponsor of the bill, lamenting why the business committee had not programmed the bill. I want to draw the attention of the business committee to a private member's bill that has already had its report from committee late, the promotion of proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values bill, that they should table that for business of the house. We can, we can begin to sit on it and do the second reading pending other government business. So uh, if they can table it for next week, we'll be grateful. Thank you. Let's bring in Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent now, Kweku Asante. Kweku, now tell us how the Speaker ruled on this and what the majority leadership say about it. So according to the First Deputy Speaker, Joseph Osewusu, because of the pendency of these two actions, the Speaker of Parliament himself has been trying to get the leadership on both ends to come around for a, con- a conversation as to how the bill will progress and that any action to be taken on the bill must be sanctioned by the Speaker himself and this position, the deputy majority leader, Alexander Nathaniel Martin Agusek. In respect of that bill, there's a court action pending with Mr. Speaker has been made a party. Mr. Speaker brought the court action to the attention of leaders. And so I think in considering um, program or not programming it, you may wish to discuss with the Speaker and uh, what steps you may take before you program them. Yes, Mr. Speaker, just to add to the point made by you, we have two court actions, a high court and a Supreme Court process uh, against it. So you're right that we may have to do the consultation with the Speaker to determine whether or not, uh, in view of the constitutional interpretation being sought, well, Koku, just before I let you off, we know that sit-ins began today with an almost empty majority side. Where were they and what explanation has been given? So this morning before 10 a.m., a flurry of B8 vehicles left Parliament towards the NPP headquarters where the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya, was filing his nomination. So these NPP MPs were not on, on the floor to do business. Indeed, at the time the proceedings started, there were only two NPP MPs on the floor. The Deputy Majority Leader, Alexander Senior Markin and Patrick Bwama, who is the deputy chair of the finance committee? These two persons were the ones in the in the MPP pews. A number of NDC MPs were present, but of course not all of them. So Parliament has had to be forced to adjourn because they do not have the quorum, and largely because most NDP MPs did not attend to sitting today. Even those who did have left the presence of Parliament to go and accompany the vice president to file his nomination. Well, let's also take a quick break here on the Midday News. We are live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra, in Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. We are on Twitter Spaces, we are on Facebook, we are on myjoyonline.com and we are on a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. And the Midday News is brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and what a tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows and frosters steal over 26 million 
billion CDs from mobile money customers and even more from some banks. You ought to stay vigilant is the caution from the BOG. When we return, we have sports, government moves in to repair and construct deplorable roads and potholes on the Treebrill Road in the Lejokuku constituency. The contractors came on site three days ago and see what they've done. I doubt it will last. We asked them to use quality materials. So we beg the government to do as part for us, correct as part. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both, in no chop. Where it vanished for your area for two weeks. Uh-huh. You not get one drop safe inside your tank. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water tank? Yes, water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past Kumasi Selenium. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana Army. That water tank, they carry water, pepe, pepe. So say some logo left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable. With water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank. By Duraplast. Have you noticed that Ghana has suffered lack of attendance at stadia across the country in recent years? Well, the multimedia group wants to be part of the solution, which is why we're calling on you, our dear listener, to help us. Our sister station in Shira FM in Kumasi has been on a nationwide campaign to identify factors influencing poor patronage of Ghana Premier League matches. This campaign has been widely discussed on traditional and social media since the beginning of the year. And after widespread stakeholder engagement, we have a list of questions in a survey that will help us come out with a communique based on science and data and we need you to assist by completing this survey the link to the survey is bit.ly forward slash fill gpl questionnaire once again bit.ly forward slash fill gpl questionnaire please help ensure fm and the multimedia group complete the survey in order to have a scientific response to this national problem Time for sports. Daniel Cranting is here. Um, if I, let's go straight into the stories and uh, Ghana's Black Stars are just a win away from booking a spot at the next year's Africa Cup of Nations in Cote d'Ivoire and have an opportunity to do it with a game to spare when they travel to Madagascar on Sunday. The team has trained at the Accra Sports Stadium all week and are expected to leave town later today. Eight teams including Guinea-Bissau, Burkina Faso, Egypt, Algeria, Tunisia, Morocco, South Africa and host Cote d'Ivoire have already qualified and Ghana head coach Chris Hutton is focused on joining the qualification train. We will have a a team that will be determined to do that. We will have a coaching staff and a head coach that is determined to do that. We know the value of a win against Madagascar. We know know what that means. But we we also know that we can't take them for granted. And as regards the small and easy games, there are none. Every country is trying to improve what they have. Every country, when you look at the individual players, are now playing in better leagues. So that means the challenge. The challenge is, is bigger. But what we can promise is that we will have a team that, that will give everything. That was Blackstar's head coach, Chris Hutton, speaking there. That's all for sports. Back to you, my friend. Thank you very much. And we are happy that government has heard our plea and have begun fixing the potholes. That's the reaction of road users and residents at Tree Blow and Fertilizer Towns in the Lejokuku constituency to the construction of roads there. My colleague, Hannah Odami, has been to the area and filed this report. 
We ask that they speed up the work because the car owners are also fighting with us. Worried that their vehicle owners continue to fight them over low sales, these drivers who say they use most of their daily sales to purchase vehicle parts damaged by the deplorable nature on the roads in this vicinity staged a demonstration to drum home their demands for better roads. Road Minister, several times, several times, nothing has happened. After the demonstration and reportage on the roads, the Ministry of Roads and Highways stated in a tweet it was attended to the request by the residents with an assurance it will continue to maintain the road infrastructure in the country and in this community as well. Some drivers are impressed by the speed with which the ministry has responded. This is asphalt, so it's good. It can last more than 15 years to 20 years so it's good others are not enthused with the quality of materials being used uh, we want the government to do better road for us and now we we'll stop doing the dakota road but we want the quality asphalt not quantity asphalt you can feed the portals for me and live and go want asphalt assembly member for the chibla south electoral area samuel kwashi teria says